You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Now that the body of the South African fiscus and South African economy has been laid out in the mortuary, it's time to perform an autopsy with Martin Ackerman, who's the chief economist at Citadel. I've, I've never seen so many withering and despondent headlines in my life about an empty BPS, a budget or anything else in South Africa, quite frankly, Martin. It was awful. Yeah, Lindsay, I think, um, you know, we expected bad numbers, but, you know, the fact that um, the numbers were so much worse, I think, is, is really a... Uh, a warning bell that, you know, we can't continue like this. And, and I think, you know, if, if, if I look at what the minister tried to do, uh, because he didn't really have any you know, solutions, if you ask me, that, that will actually fix this. He, he was almost just saying to everybody, you know, political parties, trade unions, uh, SOEs and the public that, you know, if we don't start to make some tough decisions, then, you know, we will end up with the kind of numbers that he presented yesterday, which is obviously unsustainable. So I think it was a wake-up call for the country. Um, the sad thing is, you know, uh, what we are looking for from an economic point of view is, and he almost passed the baton to everybody else, yes. to say, well, who will start doing uh, these kind of uh, changes that we need? to actually prevent us ending up at you know 80% debt to GDP in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, the figures already predicting in a year's time that we might be at around about 70 to 75%, yes, yes. Uh, which is which is unsustainable for a, for an economy like South Africa's, a country like South Africa's. Uh, here's one thing that uh, I read, and it says here, the MTBPS was certainly honest uh, with tones of the 2017 MTBPS. There was no hiding, and National Treasury did not try to. However, the real focus on the MTBPS must be that uh, National Treasury attempted to make significant cuts and then ran into a brick wall in the last month, we believe. We are sceptical that changes by February or and as such, even though some small tweaks will be offered at that point, which marginally shifts the fiscus profile, we will largely be stuck here. Now, when I, I read that from a quite well-respected research house, we will be stuck here. And it makes me despondent and must make CEOs and consumers and every person in South Africa that's read this very despondent as well. No, no well, I fully agree. You know, we will be stuck here until we, we actually see all these plans uh, that we've got on paper, whether it's uh, to restructure ESCOM or the minister's um, economic plan uh, included. You know, as long as it's on paper, you know, we will be stuck here. The, 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 the thing that we need to get right uh, sooner rather than later is to have some serious structural reform to actually get the economy going. You know, to try and, uh, I, I guess it will help a little bit, but to try and say things like, you know, you can't buy a more expensive car and you need to fly economy class, yes. it will make a small difference, but it's just not enough. You know, the, the big problem is that as long as the economy is going nowhere, uh, there's, there's just not uh, enough income. So we're spending too much for the income we're getting, simple as that. And the only way that we can increase the income, we can't uh, you know, up tax rates anymore, is to actually get the economy going. So I, I think, yes, I fully agree. We will be stuck here until we do see the, the needed policy reform and implementation uh, to actually get the economy going. And even if we do see that, you know, it will take the better part of three to five years to actually get economic growth back to, let's say, two, two and a half percent. Uh, which would then lift the, the revenue base as well. 
So yeah, for for the immediate future, it's going to be probably more pain, uh, especially for for the consumer and the taxpayer. It's very simple in in many ways because if somebody came to Citadel and said, "I need you to help me," can I speak to one of your financial advisors? And you're shown into an office, and you say to the person, "Well, this is the situation. I'm spending this." But my income is that. And they'll sit down and they'll scratch their head and say, okay, we need to sit down with you and we need to have a really serious talk. And that's what South Africa needs, a serious talk. 29,000 public servants earn more than a million a year. That's the first thing. Yes, and I think, you know, again, you mentioned earlier on that it's been an honest budget. He was very brave and honest to actually highlight the elephant in the room, which is the wage bill. Um, you know, you mentioned that 46% of revenue goes towards that. We've got the highest wage bill relative to GDP in the OECD countries. So obviously, you know, that's that's unsustainable. Uh, he mentioned the number that over the past 10 years, the, the salary increases uh, in, in real terms was more than 66%. You know, that's definitely uh, not in line with what we've seen in the private sector and definitely not in line with, uh, in fact, productivity over that time actually decreased. So, you know, you can, you can argue that you can... See those kind of increases if you can match that with an increase in productivity. So it, it definitely highlighted that that's a major problem. But again, you know, it's almost as if he said, well, you know, he's handing the baton over to the trade unions and the different departments. And going forward, they need to try and have negotiations where wages are below inflation. And that's just not enough. You know, we, we probably need to see a, a, a reduction in headcount. And that is, is the, the political uh, difficult decision for them to, to actually make. Well, this is the whole point. The only way, the, the first thing and the easiest thing to do to reduce our spending is to cull the workforce by maybe up to 50% when it comes to certain government departments. Can it be done or are the unions going to cause such a stink that Cyril Ramaphosa's position will be compromised? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, if you, if you think about the feedback we received uh, or what the minister received on his economic plan, um, one of the no-nos were all around the labor reform from the trade union. So I can't see, you know, unless, you know, let's hope at some point in time they do realize that if we continue down this road, then eventually, you know, if, uh, if there's nothing left, they will also uh, be out of a job and as a result of that, uh, lose a lot of members, uh, the trade unions. Yes, indeed. But I mean, for now, I think, you know, they will push back as far as possible. Again, this morning in the paper, I saw that they, you know, they they very um, uh, up in arms about the, the ESCOM restructuring. So it's not going to be an easy task. Um, the only light in the tunnel is the fact that ESCOM on the one side, if you look at the other SOEs, you know, Compared to two years ago, for the first time, we're talking about getting private partnerships in. Um, and the ministers made that quite clear that these bleak numbers that he uh, put forward include um, supporting these SOEs, given the, the, the status quo. So if we can actually get some private partnership in and we can relieve the liability on the fiscus, you know, and that can make quite a big difference on these uh, numbers in the next two to three years. And uh, we also know that, you know, getting, getting private uh, partnerships into these kind of SOEs will bring in more efficiency and, and, and probably uh, also uh, more equilibrium in terms of your productivity towards your labor force. 
Yeah, I just don't know if we've got enough time to implement those things. I mean, we've got to implement them, of course, but they are medium-term rather than very short-term uh, fixes. And when I read everything about cell phone uh, charges being capped at a certain level and, and cars, you can only buy a 700,000 Rand car, which to me is still an absurd amount of money, uh, given yeah. the money that we have available. I think to myself, well, I'm Moody's now. I'm Mr. Moody's, and I'm sitting down and saying, I'm sorry. We were hoping for something, but the market has told us, and you have told us that this is really not the case. So you're going to have to come back in six months' time or in February when the real budget is there with something drastically, drastically more wow. radical, or we are going to downgrade you and we will keep you down there and maybe even go lower. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Moody's, is in a, they've got a difficult decision. Um, so their credibility is also on the line. Um, they gave us a lot of time and, you know, well, this budget is not giving us anything in terms of solving the problem. In fact, it's looking worse. But I do think, you know, this is probably the last time that they will give us a, a, a little bit more line, uh, simply because, you know, there is a um, plan in place and, the, you know, which we didn't have uh, at the previous uh, budgets uh, the past two years. So if we can start implementing that, then, you know, things can start to stabilize. But I think this is our last chance because the numbers are definitely, you know, uh, warranting a, a full downgrade. So my gut feel is that they will probably down, uh, change the outlook from stable to negative. And uh, like you said, you know, sometime during the course of next year, if we don't see proper results from an implementation point of view, and I'm not talking about fixing the fiscal uh, ratios yet, uh, because that will take some time. But if we can just start to see that some of these uh, tough decisions are being made, uh, then I think, you know, they will be on our side. But if there's nothing like that, if we just continue down the road like we did since February this year, then unfortunately I think uh, time, time is... Time, time is uh, it's game over for us in, in terms of that. The easiest tough decision, of course, for Tito Mbaweni and his team is to tax this ever-shrinking tax base in South Africa in the February budget. In other words, raise taxes. And he's teeing us up for that, isn't he? He, he did mention there's some possibilities around that, but he also in the same breath said that uh, they're well aware that, you know, uh, we're very close to what they call the Africa. So there's not a lot more that you can squeeze out of the tax base. Um, so... He realised that we need to get growth going. That that is actually the the bottom line. Uh, if we can get growth going with the current uh, tax rates that's in place, that will make a huge difference. And in the meantime, really try to cut back on the expenditure side. Yeah, it's not just the Treasury that needs to come to the party. The South African Reserve Bank is doing a conservative but fine job. Uh, the Treasury is being honest. It's other departments that have got to come to the party as well. And we just need unity within the cabinet. And people need to say, you've had a great time, but uh, now let's tighten our belts a little bit here and get down to some serious work. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it, it is uh, now over to the political world to actually make these tough decisions. Um, and, you know... <laughs> Hopefully, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the workers will realize that by even taking just a, a freeze in your salary, at least you can maintain your lifestyle. Um, it's almost like you know, increasing tax as well. But if we can start doing that, then if, you know, we all will contribute to making it more sustainable. The, the reality is we're at a point where, like you said, everybody needs to chip in, uh, whether that's taking a freeze in salary increases, paying more tax, um, willing to, to, you know, get over some of the political hurdles 
and then slowly we will be able to do that. But um, um, we need to see the political world, which has been absent uh, to date. You undoubtedly in the next uh, 48 hours will be having lots of meetings and giving lots of presentations and speaking to your team, especially the investment team. Uh, what are you going to be saying to them? I mean, you're obviously going to say the same sort of things that you've said to me, and they'll undoubtedly have the same sentiments. But I think this budget has quite a meaningful impact on the investment scenario for South African stocks. Yeah, it, uh, you, you can just look at what the market did yesterday. You know, um, the bonds took a knock, obviously. Um, the rand showed us what is in the pipeline if we do get downgraded. And the uh, the market, you know, basically ended flat. The rand hedges stocks did quite well, obviously with a weaker currency, but the financials took quite a beating. Um, so, so that's the environment that will continue to play out if we keep going down this road. So, yeah, I think in terms of investment opportunities, you know, we've been investing more overseas uh, uh, for a number of years already. Uh, we've been, and uh, we still are underweight South African bonds, given the fiscal situation. We are very concerned about the current bond yields not being sustainable at these levels. Um, the one thing, though, is that if you look at uh, just normal income funds in SA, especially for those people that's uh, in, in retirement products, you know, that's still offering the highest real yield in the world. So uh, the fixed income side, there's definitely some opportunities where inflation is running around four and you can get an income fund around eight and a half percent, especially if it's in a tax-free or tax-friendly vehicle. You know, that that is a good return uh, to actually lock into your portfolio. But in terms of the equity, you know, I think uh, although there's some proper value opportunities, it will be take a bit of time to unlock that value because uh, we need exactly the same thing on that side. The reform needs to be implemented. Investors need to see that. And only then we will start to see a turning in sentiment that will underpin and support those companies. So in the meantime, I think, you know, probably underweight is the equity. Uh, make use of SA fixed income because it is good yields, but uh, rather look at, at more global equity in terms of your, your growth exposure in any portfolio. Martin, thank you very much for your insight. That was Martin Ackerman, who's the Chief Economist at Citadel based in Johannesburg. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.